was terrible. Terrible. Golly. Ought to be nicer than that. Um, all right. Take your Bible and go to let's go to Philippians. Uh, go get, we'll get back into Philippians chapter number four. We're gonna pray a little bit before we do. Um, we got a couple of we got a couple of things. Um, we got a couple of things coming up here recent here pretty soon uh, that we wanna we wanna pray about. One thing we wanna pray about. Uh, we got discipleship conference coming up here in just a just a couple of weeks. And uh, I really want I really want you to try your best to to get involved in that in whatever capacity that looks like. I, I know that it's you know uh, some of that stuff is a little hard for for us to make happen. But if if you can if you can, uh, the cool thing about the night services is they feed you before uh, before all the night services, kind of like what we do. And uh, it's in Cartersville. I know it's a little ways away, but if you can make it, it will be a huge blessing for you. Uh, Jay Shug's preaching in the evenings. And then those of you that, um, that can't make it to the morning sessions, um, there's different tracks that you can get on in the morning. If you ever decide, hey, I want to come check a morning out, um, it's super easy to get, uh, get plugged in there. Um, and so I'm, I'm teaching a morning session this year, and there's in one of the tracks, but there'll be several tracks. You're like, oh, I don't want to go hear you. There'll be plenty of people you can go listen to. And uh, so um, I think uh, Troy Stockstill's doing doing some, and then uh, there's some in the main in the main uh, sanctuary. There's some stuff going on in there too. So it'll be a huge blessing for you. But I'd like to pray for. I'd like to pray uh, about you know just about that in general about the discipleship conference. James the Coker's a pastor. And, uh, and he's my friend, and uh, so uh, that's a pretty big undertaking, what he's got going on. And so we kind of been talking back and forth about that. And, um, and you really want to, stuff like this where we can kind of converse with other churches and, and we can kind of be a blessing to them in prayer and in our, in our support, we, we want to do that. We want to make sure that we're supporting uh, the guys that are actually on the front lines trying to do this thing with us. And so, man, I, I'd really like to pray for them. Um, I'd also like for you to pray. Um, I'd like for you to pray for, you know, uh, there's, there's a, uh, a friend of ours. We talked about this on Sunday. Uh, a friend of ours passed away. And, um, and, you know, Jordan has more of an open door than I do in this whole thing. And, and I'd like for you to pray for her, that God would use her in this whole deal. There's a... Um, she's really great friends with, with the man passed away with his wife. And, uh, so, um, there's definitely going to be some open doors along the way. And, uh, man, I'd, I'd like to, I'd like to pray that we'd walk through them as they came to us. And, uh, so, but tonight before we start, I got down my notes. I want to pray for, uh, for, pray for James, pray for Oakland Heights, pray that, um, that the conference would be edifying to people that are that are serious about the mission, that are serious about making disciples. And um, you know, we we uh, we say it all the time um, that that's what we feel like God's called us to do. We feel like we can prove it biblically, and and so all we've got to do is do that. 
Well, then you got a group, you know, 30, 40 minutes from us doing the same thing. Man, we would be crazy uh, not to call on the Lord and ask God to really use them in our lives as well as, man, we got people flying in from all over for this thing uh, that are going to speak and just be a part of it. And, uh, and, and, and it's a huge blessing. If you've never been to one, it's just a, it's a really, it's a really big blessing. And so, um, so I want to pray for them tonight and then, uh, and then we'll, we'll get, we'll get into, we'll get into a little preaching tonight. And, uh, but before we do, I just, you know, maybe where you are, just take some time and you pray for James and, and you pray for his leadership and his direction. He's got a great staff at his church, but just pray that that God uses them, and that we get what we need to. Jay Shug's getting ready for this thing, for the night services, and obviously their big deal, as much as uh, any of the other ones are, as much as any of the tracks, I mean, pray for, for all the people that are going to be dealing with different subjects in different areas and different tracks. And so we just want to ask God, God, give us everything that we need, right? We want to pray that God gives them the boldness they need to say what needs to be said. And, um, and as they're studying, uh, there is nothing, there is, there is nothing the devil attacks any quicker, uh, than a preacher that is in the middle of preparing for something like that. Um, they can be on fire for like three weeks before that. And then it come the week before that. And it seems like the whole world just caves in around them and they can't even get a thought together. And so, um, we want to pray for pray for them that God just gives them clarity of mind and that the Spirit just works through them. All right. So um, so we could we'll just take we'll take a few minutes and 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 you come to the come before the Lord uh, with your petitions for them and 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 I'm gonna do the same. Okay, Chandler, you want to hit us some some music there for a minute.
Lord, we, we thank you again for our brothers and sisters, uh, Lord, that are partnering with us in the work, and Lord, that we can partner with, and God, that we can see the work of God furthered as we come together collectively, uh, try to encourage and unify, and try to see people driven towards a common goal. And um, God, I thank you for men that are like-minded. Thank you for churches that are that are that have their hands open, willing to help. And um, God, I, I just want to say thank you for men like James the Coker. And I pray God that you bless him. I pray God that you use him. I pray God that you take this time to to help him. And uh, God, clear his heart and his mind as he's getting ready in these next couple of weeks to. Lord, see this thing be successful. And so, God, I, I pray that you bless it. Lord, use tonight. Use, um, Lord, use this scripture, Lord, that, um, Lord, it's one that sets rather deep with me. And, um, and God, I, I have I based a lot of my life off this verse in the last several years. And so, God, I, I pray that you would, Lord, that you just help us. God, give us what we need. Give us what we desire and uh, what we stand in need of. Uh, Lord, may it be what we desire. God bless it and use it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. All right. Uh, Philippians chapter number four. Uh, Philippians chapter number four. We're going to start in verse 10. And we took a week off, obviously, because... Uh, Brother Troy was here with the uh, with the uh, stewardship conference, but we took a week off of Philippians chapter number four. But we're going to start back in verse number ten. He says, "But I rejoice in the Lord greatly that now at the last your care of me hath flourished again." Okay, um, so there was a time to where the Philippian church was taking care of the Apostle Paul. Uh, it it stopped. Uh, for whatever reason, and now it has started again. He's hearing you were also careful, uh, but you lacked opportunity. Not that I speak in respect of want, uh, for I've learned in whatsoever state I'm in, therewith to be content. I know both how to be a uh, how to be a base, and I know how to abound in every uh, in every and excuse me everywhere and in all things. And uh, I am instructed both to be full. And to be hungry, both to abound and suffer need. I can do all things through Christ, which strengtheneth me. Notwithstanding, ye have well, uh, notwithstanding, ye have well done that ye did communicate with my afflictions. Okay, uh, so these uh, from verse ten through verse fourteen, we're gonna we're gonna we, we're gonna deal with this idea of content, and uh, we. Started it a couple of weeks ago, and we dealt with some things around contentment. and uh, And I said this a couple of weeks ago, uh, but it it bears repeating again. Contentment is a perspective of peaceful satisfaction. Okay, the settled acceptance of a given circumstance. One man uh, said it like this: According to Hebrews thirteen and verse five, he, he says, "Let your conversation be without covetousness." but be content with such things that you had. One man said it like this, the, the idea of contentment is the absence of lust. 
The idea of contentment is the absence of lust. And according to Hebrews chapter 13 and verse 5, it, it is indeed that. He says, be, be without covetousness and be content with such things as you have. Okay, uh, Contentment is contrasted with this idea uh, of covetousness. And, and Mark used to say this all the time. Um, the, see, the problem with being covetous is, is you're always wanting someone else's stuff or you're always wanting more. And then he, he had this little tagline on there, or wanting more than God wants you to have right now. Right? Uh, and, and, and this, you know, in this day and in this age where we live at, man, it's, it's always more stuff. It's always I got to have more income. It's always I got to have better results. It's always I got to have this. I got to have that. I got to have this. And, and I'm going to tell you, all of that makes an extreme makes for an extremely unhappy life. All of that makes for a really discontent life. All of that makes for a life that is not consumed with being content with such things as you have. And so, man, I you know uh, as we're working through this thing. Uh, you're, you're thinking, man, I, last thing I want to hear about is being content because everything that I have going on in my life is not, is not content. Uh, uh, everything that I got going on in my home right now, it's not content. Well, that's a good thing you're here tonight uh, because God wants to help us with that. And so the first thing we looked at was contentment affects our, uh, contentment affects our emotions. Okay, contentment affects our emotions. Verse 10, he said, but I rejoice in the Lord greatly. Okay, this, this, uh, this idea of being content affected the apostle Paul because he had the ability to rejoice in the Lord even though he suffered need, right? Does that make sense? So here, here's, here's the idea. A lot of people don't, don't a, a lot of people do not exhibit the idea that I want to be rejoicing in the Lord because a lot of times the rejoicing that we want to experience in the Lord, it only comes at the expense of a time that is produced out of rejoice that produces rejoicing. Does that make sense? Like I, I'm, I'm not going to rejoice because the time period in which I live is not rejoicing. So I don't, I don't praise the Lord. I don't rejoice in the Lord. I don't rejoice in other people. I don't rejoice in other people's circumstances, in the, their accolades, and in the things they're successful with. Well, well let's, let's take just a pause uh, for just a minute. And could it just be the fact that I have no joy on the inside of my life is because I have not experienced or I am not experiencing the right contentment? Um. Paul said it like this, I, I have learned, for I have learned to be content. Uh, contentment is, uh, contentment is, a, is a thing that it actually, does, it, it actually is a learned thing. And I think you learn it more as you get older. I'm definitely, I definitely have learned about contentment at 42 than I ever had at 22, right? Or that I had at 32. I figured out it, 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 I figured out at 42 um, there's some things that I'm just not going to have, and I got I, I need to realize that I, I got to be okay with that. Anybody, anybody ever been there before? Well, there's some things I'm just not going to have. 
And that's okay. I, I don't have to be like all of the people that I know. And I don't have to, I don't have, to have all that. Well, what do I need? Well, I need, I need to be able to understand that God can teach me how to be content. God can teach me, just like he did the Apostle Paul, that in the midst of prisons and sickness and loneliness and being ridiculed and criticized by others in the midst of churches being divided over really goofy things, uh, him suffering great financial need, that I can too be content. Okay? Um, so we, 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 we looked at, at this idea of contentment allows you to rejoice and uh, contentment allows you to rejoice in, in, in blessings. And then um, contentment, um, it, it does something else. Okay? And I don't know if you remember this one or not. Uh, verse 10. Look in verse 10 with me. He said, at last, or excuse me, at the last, your care of me hath flourished again. At the last, your care of me hath flourished again. So I said this a couple of weeks ago, and maybe this will jog your memory. If it would have been me, I may have said, well, it's about time. It's about time that you started supporting me again. It, 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 it was, it's about time that you actually started sending me uh, the money that you had promised to send me in the beginning. It's about time you did that because that was their responsibility, okay? So I might would have even said, well, I wonder how long this is going to last. But Paul, the Apostle Paul, he did this one thing. He said, at last, your care of me has flourished. So what, 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 did, what had the Apostle Paul's heart? Contentment. And here's what contentment will do. It will allow you to see people in a positive light without making any kind of negative assumptions based on what you don't know. How many of us understand that sometimes, based off what we don't know, we make assumptions about people off what we don't know all the time? Amen. We're just, we're, why? Because we're hypercritical. We're hyper, we're, we're hyper assumptive at times too, right? I, I don't need to, I don't, I don't think I need to lay out what, what, um, what, the, what, what they say assumptions do to people, do I? We don't, we don't need to lay that out in here, right? Yeah, no, we don't need to do that in here. But how many of you know that it is true? That that's what assumptions do to you and I. When we start assuming, all right, it, but, but what, it, what contentment does is it allows you to have a positive view of other people no matter the circumstance, right? It allows you to view people in a positive way no matter the circumstance. And, and so this is, this is what Paul, this is something, this was a gift from Paul. And that's what contentment is. It is a gift for your sanity. It is a gift that allows you not to hold grudges. It is a gift that allows you to forgive other people. It is a gift that you, you, you're okay with other people getting ahead of you at times. And when you think it ain't right. And getting one over on you when you think it ain't right. And doing this when you think it ain't right. And doing that when you think it ain't right. Why? Because you get to a place in your life and you're like, you know what? 
I trust the Lord enough that I know whatsoever man soweth, what? That shall he also reap. And so if I sow to the Spirit, I'm going to reap life everlasting. And if they're sowing to the flesh, then they're going to reap corruption. Well, if I then turn around and I start sowing to my flesh in the middle of my discontentment and I grow grumbling and I grow complaining and I grow ill and I, I have a bad spirit about me and I have this and I have that. and I, We all know what that does, right? We separate ourselves. Uh, we already know people that we don't even know. We could, write, we could write a chapter book about people that we don't even know based off of what we told ourselves about those people. Now, if you, if you got a good history, good working history, then, then there's, there's that. But I know a lot of people that don't have a good working history of a lot of things. And their discontentment has brought them to a place To where now they're having to dig back out of a hole that their discontentment placed them in to begin with. Does that make sense? So Paul didn't. Paul did not uh, experience that because he had this. He had this. Uh, this thing that he learned. Uh, we know to be contentment. Okay. Uh, so l- let me give you the second one. Uh, let me give you the second one this week. Contentment involves perspective. Contentment involves uh, perspective. Okay, he says, now at the last, now at the last, and, and, uh, and, and this, this is a good thing to write down when I'm talking about in, time, in terms of perspective in how we view things, be content with God's timing. Be content with God's timing. And that's why, that's why we need to understand contentment is involved in my perspective and your per- It's involved in how we see things. And so there are times when, you know what, I've just got to be content with God's timing. And now, that is not an excuse to not do anything. Remember Sunday? How many of you remember Sunday? We talked about waiting on the Lord. Waiting on the Lord is not a passive thing. Waiting on the Lord does not mean you get a pass to not do jack squat and say, I'm waiting on the Lord. When you go and look, everybody that waited on the Lord, they always worked as they were waiting. Right? Does that make sense? So sometimes you, you, the timing is, God's timing is not your timing, and God's timing is not my timing, and God's timing is not what we all think God's timing should be. And so Paul understands that, and he says, now at the last. Now that so this church supported Paul in the beginning, and they've resumed supporting Paul now, but but there there's been probably years. It's actually an un, unknown number of years that they were not supporting Paul on his missionary journey. Now you got to remember he is a missionary. He's going to plant churches, and he's in these churches preaching the gospel. This is a church. Uh, in uh, in Philippi, and this church has said that they are going to support Paul. Well, this untold number of years, they did not support Paul, and and now all of a sudden, all of a sudden, they started supporting Paul again. And he, he just says, well, now at the last, right? That now at the last, uh, here it is, I, I'm, I, you're, you're supporting me again, okay? And now here, here we are. 
time has kind of created this gap between us. And what, what, what time did was time worked in the heart of Paul. God used that time period to teach Paul contentment. And here's what God will do for you and me. God will use time to teach us contentment if you let him. Now, the, the, the bad part about most of us is we're so impatient and we're so conditioned to be a microwave society is we won't, allow, we, we won't stay in long enough to allow the time to teach us anything. And so we're here a year, we're here two years, we're here six months, we're here three years, and then all of a sudden, if time has not rolled all the wrinkles out of our life, well, it must not be working. And the facts are this, the facts are this, is that time's taught a lot of us a lot of things. It just ain't always happened here. There's a lot of stuff, there's a lot of spiritual lessons you learned outside these walls that if we was to pay attention to God's word, God's been trying to teach you the whole time. And so now God's got us in a place where he wants us to see the time that we're in right now is a time of learning. Is a time to where God wants to as a time to where God wants us to learn, as a time you say, well, maybe you're in a season like Paul and you're, you know what? And and I can't I can't imagine uh I can't imagine being Paul and doing all the things that Paul's done. I mean, I, you know, there's been times that it's been really rough around here. And, and um, there's been times when me and Jordan's tried to, tried to get around whatever we needed to get around to make, make it to the next week. But this dude's give his whole life for this thing. Like, like he didn't, he, he didn't, you know, fortunately I, I do have a wife that has another income and, and Paul didn't have that. There's no backup plan. So if, Philippi, if the church of Philippi, if the Philippian church doesn't send anything, well, there's nothing to be had from the church of Philippi. And, and in that time period, God had to teach Paul some things. What did he have to teach him? He had to teach him contentment. You see, it, I think if, if we can, for the sake of perspective, use the time periods in our life to where not what we think it should be, instead of getting angry, instead of getting hard-hearted, instead of getting frustrated, Instead of getting super mad and angry and cold towards people, I think if we was to ask God, what are you trying to teach me right here? God would actually answer, full-fledged answer. And he would show you, well, I'm trying to teach you contentment. You're so discontent with everything in life, I'm trying to teach you, I'm trying to, I'm trying to teach you contentment. Okay, so they started again. They started again. Um, 
So uh, be, be careful, uh, be, uh, excuse me, be content with the, with the timing. And, and then uh, be content with the extent. Be content with the extent, but you were also careful, but you lacked opportunity. The Philippians were, were careful, even in a negative way, even in a negative way of being troubled, but they were, they, they were not financial partners as they should have been. Okay? And then be content with the amount. Be content with the amount. Now, now we're meddling, right? Uh, now, 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 as the old timers say, now you're just getting all up in my business and meddling with everything. So, so he says in verse eleven, he says, "Not that I speak in respect of uh, in respect of want." So he makes sure that we understand. All right, look, I'm glad you started. I'm glad you started supporting me again, uh, but I, I want you to make sure that you understand. I'm not speaking in respect of want. All right, I'm not coming at you and saying that. That I, I'm, I'm saying that I, I, want, I wanted this. So Paul's motivation, Paul's motivation was not lust. It was, it was not something that he was looking for more. It was not covetousness. It was not more funding. It was not any of that. It was not, that was not Paul's ministry motive. And so that's a, that's a big thing that we've got to make sure that we lay out clear. Motive matters to God. Why do you want it? Some people want just so they can have. Some people want just so they can show. Some people want so they can have. They want it just so they can have it. Some people want just so they can show it because they want everybody else around them to see it. Some people want because they have the ideology that the dream that they want is what they deserve. Paul says, that's, not, not, that's none of my motive. My, that's not my motivation. I'm not, I'm not out here and, and, and I'm not trying to get more out of you. I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to milk you for everything that you are. He, he's, not, he's, he's understood. This is what has he's, he's, happened to Paul. Paul's been liberated from a heart of covetousness. He's been liberated from that heart. How did, he get, how did he get let loose from a heart of lust? He got let loose from a heart of lust by what? By learning contentment. I said last week, man, you, you can ask my kids, what were the greatest times of my children's lives? You can carry us right back to Raven Circle. Wasn't it Raven Circle? Raven Drive. There was a lot of circles on that little thing. You can carry us right back to Raven Drive, North Augusta, South Carolina. 29841. A little 1,100 square foot house, brick. The laundry room was in the kitchen, which is asinine, if you think about it. Extremely hot, like 100 degrees all the time. In the summers, our, our air conditioner would not go down Past 78 degrees. We just sweated. We just laid around and was a bunch of sweat hogs. It was awful. It was the awfulest thing ever. Uh, we, put new, we put a new unit in. Still, it, it was just terrible. Uh, there's sand everywhere over there. It's hot all the time. But if you ask my kids, and we were so broke we couldn't pay attention. 
I'm in Bible college. She's a school teacher in South Carolina. And um, she, or actually, at this time, he was at Josie when he started out. She started out downtown Augusta and uh, went to a, to a classroom uh, that we visited for her first time. And there was bullet holes in the window. Uh, real big gang, real big gang influence place, metal detectors at every entrance. Uh, they, they had, I don't know how many of the senior, how many of the girls in there were pregnant? A third of the girls in the high school were pregnant. It was really a disaster on the outside. We went, but you asked my girls, what were the greatest what were the greatest times in your life? And they'll tell you, when we lived in North Augusta, South Carolina, and we didn't have a dime. What did you have? All we, for real, all we had was each other. We didn't have nothing else. It was the craziest thing you've ever seen in your entire life. Uh, the, the idea of a gourmet meal to them was chicken nuggets and macaroni and cheese. Uh, they ate tons of hamburger helper. I, I, I mean, for real, I, I mean, it, was, it, was, it was rough. I mean, it was different, and we left a life that was much different than that. I had a really good job, making really good money. I mean, it was just a different life. But it was the happiest my kids ever been. Here's, here's why I say, I say all that to say this. We went to a place that we knew we were going to be at for four years. But we, it was settled in our heart. I'm going to be here for four years. I better figure out how to love this thing. And that's what we did. And our kids, they think, uh, they talk about uh, uh, North Augusta all the time, one of the greatest places on the planet to them. Well, how can you go from, how, how do you go to a place like that? It, it's, it's really easy. It's when you don't have anything else but each other. It ain't about the hustle. It ain't about the bustle. It ain't about the big checking account. It ain't about buying more stuff. It's about getting by with what you got. It's about, listen, I can't tell you how many, I can't tell you how many, how, how, how many different people in that church gave us clothes for our account. We didn't buy clothes for years. Because there was all, it was a big church, and there was always kids growing out of clothes, and they knew we were a bunch of broke kids, and we had a, we already had a pile of kids, and and look, it was good, and God blessed it, and there's nothing wrong with with figuring out that you're in the situation that you're in. It's time to figure out how to be content in the middle of the Lord's will. Amen. Because the facts are, most of us ain't. Most of us always got to have more. Most of us always got to be looking on the other side, seeing what we can get out of this thing. Okay? Uh, it works the same way in marriage. Always looking for more in marriage. Always looking for something else in marriage. Always looking for something else in your kids. Never being content with who your kids are. Right? Every person in here that's got kids that are going to grow up, if you're not careful, you will try to put them in a different place than they need to be. And they grow on their own, each individual kid. They all grow on their own. Amen? All right, so, so, so sometimes we just need to be content with how the Lord's working in everybody's life. 
Um, let me look at the next one. I wrote this down. Be content with your state. Be content with your state. He said, I have learned. Uh, verse 11. Look at verse 11. I have learned in whatsoever state I am in. He's not talking about United States of America. <laughs> Therewith to be content. Therewith to be content. Paul's, Paul's saying I can be content in the, the, sta the, the state of being hungry and abase and suffering need. I, content with, I can be content when I have all my wants fulfilled. I can be content with... Um, I can be content with not having everything that I want right now. I can be content with being hungry. I can be content with all, all this stuff. Can, can, you, can you say that? Can, can, you, can you say that I, I'm, con, I'm content with where God's, where God's got me right now because I trust God? It's hard, man. I'm not saying it's easy. I'm not saying it's easy. And if anybody says it's easy, they're either a liar or they're like super spiritual Pharisees. It's one of the two. Because it's not easy. But you have to ask the question, Lord, am I content right here where I'm at? Like, like am, I, am, 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 I, am I so... Have I the state that I'm in right now? Am I content with where I'm at right now? Am I okay serving the Lord and trusting the Lord where I'm at right now? There's there's a really really man a really good verse. First Timothy, uh, you you want to write this verse down? Maybe you can take your phone, go there, Bible. You got your Bible. 1 Timothy chapter number 6. There is, uh, there's some verses in the Bible. This is, this is a set of scripture that will change your life completely and how you, how you work your family, how you work your church life, how you work your life. And this, this will change your life. But there's another one. 1 Timothy chapter number 6 and verse number 6. He says, but godliness with contentment is great gain. But godliness with contentment is great gain. Now, th there's verse number 7 and verse number 8. It carries us into the... It, Really, uh, when you when you hear when you hear verse six, you're like, "Oh man, that sounds really cool." But I don't know how I would do that. Well, verse seven and verse eight are in the Bible, and they they kind of give us a little bit on how to do that. Look what he says: "For we brought nothing into this world, and it is certain that we will carry nothing out." Okay, and having food and raiment, let us be there with content. Now I'll be honest with you. There's been, there's been. I've lived, I've lived some, I've lived definitely lived some years in my life to where 
this, I could not say amen to this at all. Like, I, I mean, I, I, I wouldn't be able to. Why? Well, because there was a time I thought, man, if you didn't have food and raiment and a good coonhound, you didn't, you wasn't living right, life right. You know what I mean? Like, like, I was not content. And you can ask my wife, like, I, I would run up and down the roads all over the country. I mean, I bought dogs from almost every state in the South and most of them in the Midwest. Why? Because I had this itch that, that couldn't be scratched. Like, there was never enough, though. There's never enough. It, and, and I want to say this. It doesn't matter what your thing is. If it never be fulfilled, there'll never be enough. It doesn't matter. For me, it was some stupid dog. But it doesn't matter what that thing is. Everybody has a thing. If, they're, if that thing is getting them. But it, it doesn't matter what it is. For me, I was like, man. I, that's what I grew up doing. My, that's what I grew up doing in my family. So I'm like, I'm gonna have, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna have the best around. Ain't nobody else gonna have a better one than me around. And so what you, what I do? I mean, how many thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars I wasted? How many? And and I made a lot of money, but how many thousands I wasted? How many hours? I, I mean, one one year I we got done at Christmas. We got done Christmas. On December the 25th, this has just been, what, four or five years ago? I looked at Jordan, and I said, hey, I'm, I'm going to Missouri. <laughs> I said, I'll be back tomorrow. She said, what, 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 right now? I was like, yeah, right now. I found a Christmas special. She said, what, what are you doing? I, I, got in my, I got in my truck Christmas night. I drove all the way to Missouri. I turned, I picked the dog up, and I turned around and came all the way back home in one day. Never, never missed a beat. I was back on December the 26th like it wasn't nothing to it. You say, what is wrong with you? I'm not real sure. Wires don't all connect in my brain. Or, or, you know what, you know what it could be? It could be a touch of discontentment. It could be the fact that I didn't have, I couldn't scratch the itch I'm trying to scratch. And so here I am, I'm trying to figure out I'm not content with the state that I'm in. So we got this problem. We got this problem. And, and next week, I, we don't have time to finish this this week. Next week, we're going to see that Jesus Christ can fix that problem. He can. I'm not saying he will, but he can. Most people, he won't because they won't let him. Most people will say no. I, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not satisfied with that. Lord, I'm, I'm not satisfied with just you. It's not okay. The ministry, me serving in ministry, me making disciples, that's not enough. Me making disciples out of my kid and get the judgment seat of Christ, and my kids have made it through a good judgment seat, well, that's not enough for me. 
It's not enough for me that I'm going to see people come into the glorious light of the gospel and then, and then pick up a Bible and walk through the Bible with them and see them mature in their faith. Well, that's not enough for me. That don't do it for me. I got to chase this or I got to chase that or I got to chase this. Listen, it's got to come from a heart that decides I'm done chasing. I, I just won't be content, Lord. It's, it's, not, it's not easy. But here's what I do know. God will bless you for it. And Jesus Christ is enough. And without giving it all away, we'll we'll deal with that next week. So I'm going to pray for you. And and I don't know. uh, Shoot, there's there's probably a list. Man, it'd probably be a good exercise if you went home. And you just wrote down, maybe, maybe tonight, tomorrow, whatever, I like an old-fashioned pen and a piece of paper. Don't I, Jordan? I have paper calendars out. I had paper calendars out uh, months printed off last night in my, in my lap, and I'm going through those. <laughs> Jordan's got her handy-dandy phone out. But I like to be able to see it. I like to flip over that thing, and I like to see it on a calendar. I like for it to be able to make sense to me on the calendar. I, I, I just like to say, you know, I like to do that. I like to do that in every other area of my life, too, when it comes to spiritual things. I like to get a, pe- a pen and a piece of paper out, and I like to write down some things. Write down some things I'm going through. Write, man, I, I'd, love, I, I'd love for you to write down, man, write down some things in your life that you know you need to pray about in terms of contentment. Like what, what, what's hindering your relationship with the Lord? What's causing this whole godliness and contentment not to work great gain in your life? Because it's a real thing that those that do experience and learn contentment, man, they turn out to be the best ministers and soldiers of Jesus Christ that you could ever ask for. Because they're not always trying to start something. They're not always trying to be something they're not. They're like, hey, I'm content with who I am. I'm content with the role that God gave me. I'm content with making disciples. I'm content with being in the position I'm in. I just want to serve the Lord, whatever that looks like. I just want to serve the Lord. And you've got to ask yourself, are you okay with that? And if you're not, then definitely write that down. Pin it down on a piece of paper and say, all right, Lord, we got some things we got to talk about. i got too much junk going on that's keeping me from serving you. I'm too discontent about way too much, and I need your help. Amen? All right, let's pray. Lord, thank you again for, uh, Lord, just simple Bible study, being able to take the Bible, open it, see what it says, uh, and just apply it to our life. God, I'm, I'm grateful that you let us do that, and uh, God, that you can speak to us through it. Um, Lord, you've been way better to us than we deserve. Lord, you've given us, you've given us a great place to come and worship. And um, Lord, you've given us some great people. Lord, we, we desire to, to be more and to see you work through us more. And God, we know that we know that that's going to come at the expense 
at the, the expense of, of our contentment. So, Lord, we, we ask you tonight, um, Lord, that you search, that you search us. Lord, see if there's, see if there's any way in, in us that, that truly is discontent. And, Lord, that, Lord, there's some, maybe there's some things in our life that we, we need to lay down at the feet of Jesus. Quit worrying about trying to fix and, and just, just get in on the mission and let it all work itself out. God, my greatest, my greatest days are, are serving you. My greatest nightmares are focusing on all the things that, that I know are out of my power. They're out of my control. God, I pray that you bless tonight. I pray, God, that you use it. Lord, I want to thank you for, for loving us like you do and, and just, just being good to minister to us. Lord, use us not for your glory. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. All right, praise the Lord. Um, real quick, uh, is... is um, Okay, so we still got another week before. Uh, I was thinking the ladies' meeting was next week, but it's the week after, right? Okay, all right, cool. All right, well, um, hope you have a good rest of the night. Um, pray uh, for Sunday, and uh, just pray God works in here, does what, what only the Spirit of God can do for us in here on Sunday morning. We jump back into Acts. It's going to be good, and... Uh, I've been, I've been getting ready for that this week. So just pray and ask God to use it and bless it and, uh, and the Spirit of God be working through it. All right? Love you all. Have a good rest of the night.